Welcome to Mastering Your 30s, a podcast to guide women in their 30s about how to relax, enjoy the ride, and make investments for their future health, wealth, and well-being, and for women beyond their 30s to share their wisdom and experience with others. I'm Alev Bakan, health and nutrition coach and founder of Health & Co. My guest is Andrea Pass the perfect example of going from a corporate employee to a female business owner while creating the time and space she dreamed of for her family. We talk about the transition she went through, the importance of setting her priorities while growing her business and her family, and the hows and whys of PR services. Let's begin. Hi, Andrea. How are you? Very good. Thank you so much for having me today. Yeah, it's uh, so great to see you and also hear you. Uh, can you please tell us about yourself? Oh, my goodness. There's so much to tell. I don't even know where to begin, but but I've been involved in public relations for a long, long time. I started back in the days where you would write a press release and sent the press release to a printer. Mm -hmm. You'd send it to the mailroom to merge with all of the addresses and send it in the mail and you couldn't follow up for a week uh, or you'd have to fax it and hope the fax went through. So, I mean, I'm certainly sounding ancient, but public relations has changed so much over the years. So from working at the CBS radio division in New York City to working on the agency side of public relations firms to starting my own Andrea Pass Public Relations, five and a half plus years ago, mm -hmm. it's been a really amazing ride. So from a business standpoint, I'm happy. I'm doing what I love to do. And I have no plans on stopping anytime soon. Good, good, good. It means you are enjoying what you are doing, right? It's you know, not a job. Yeah, they say if you if you love what you do, you haven't worked a day in your life. I love what I do. But yes, I have worked a day in my oh. life. <laughs> because it's hard. It's hard work. It's hard work to have a business. It's hard work to service your clients and to set expectations and secure press coverage. Mm -hmm. So it's all hard work. Yeah, yeah. Do you have a specific uh, client uh, or do you serve many different areas? So I tend to work with entrepreneurs and small businesses. Mm -hmm. I think it's that spirit of the entrepreneur, the solopreneur, it's in my heart. And I like to work where I'm dealing directly with the owner or the person who's going to be conducting, participating in the interviews mm -hmm. and to provide me that information. I don't feel like going up the whole chain of command and have to have interviews and stories booked through uh, someone's assistant, and then it gets canceled at the last minute. That doesn't look good for me. It's not fair to the press. And I've been there before. And I decided when I started my own business, I wanted to be working with people like me. And you can mm -hmm. make that decision as a business owner. And so I work with a lot of small businesses, a lot of authors, specifically nonfiction. I love when someone is educating an audience on something else. And it's a great story for the press. I work with consumer products, everything from food to housewares, uh, to clothing, to jewelry, you name it. 
Um, and really anyone that has a service-based business that does not report to a compliance department. Mm-hmm. Your company reports to a compliance department. Guess what? You probably can't do PR on your own. It has to come from corporate. So I stay away from that. So no one refers me to those companies that or individuals that report into compliance. But for the most part, I love creative people who have creative businesses. And by that, it could be a financial. It could be a technology. It could be a health and wellness. But it's still creative. Yeah, yeah. And so what is the needs of your client? Who will come and seek your help? We, we Public relations is a known uh, job, but... I think we don't know the details about it. So what is public relations? What, how do you help the businesses? What's very interesting is in that marketing umbrella, I think public relations is the most misunderstood mm. of the elements under the marketing umbrella. And in my world, through Andrea Past Public Relations, my focus and my lane is securing press coverage. That means getting my clients their businesses, their products, their books, their services, featured in earned media coverage, meaning we are not paying to be included in that article. Mm -hmm. The editor, the journalist, the producer, the reporter is including the client in that article, interview, what have you, because they have an area of expertise and they are adding important insight into that. And therefore, I'm the one who is connecting. I'm connecting my client with the press. I'm making sure my client is relevant in the media. I'm making sure that when you Google my client, you see recent press coverage and not just content that they've done. So you can do a lot of your own content, but everyone knows you're doing it. You could pay for ads, but everyone knows you wrote that ad. So the audience is skeptical. But when it comes to the media, the audience is not skeptical because it is editorial earned media coverage. It's something that is going to benefit the audience of that blog or podcast, TV show or magazine. So that's what public relations is in my lane, securing press coverage, keeping my clients relevant and having them through press coverage reach new target audiences that can potentially be new clients or customers. Let me see. I see. Okay. And so in this situation, you have uh, the, the client have the final product and you are the liaison between the, the press and the, your client, right? So do, do you also give any feedback about your client product or services so that they can improve according to the press need or is this is something you are not covering no uh that's not i don't i don't veer into that lane so you might have a marketing company or a branding company that is helping you brand uh your your business and helping you with a website or advertising or a logo But in my world, that's already done. I work with clients who already have their website, already have their branding, already have their product. So it's already done. 
and I'm the one that's out there getting the press interested in that finished product. And, and I want to make sure that I'm clear. It's not always a tangible product. It can be a service, but it has to be well thought out, well planned out and ready to talk about. So when people say, when do you start public relations? I always say today, <laughs> because if you have your business, you have a website, you're active on social media, you have clients ready to be accepted, then you're ready for public relations. If you don't have a product yet or a book or a business, you're not ready yet. So that website, that social media, and that I'm working on this is what I focus on in order to secure press coverage to help my clients grow their brand and reach new audiences. Yeah. And, and I think for some uh, areas, because we, we before when we talked about uh, this recording, you also mentioned me that some areas, some clients, I think they need to do their checking beforehand so that they come prepared, right? So maybe it's, uh, it's a good idea to check in with you before releasing a product or starting pitting it uh, to see what they should do beforehand. A hundred percent, because if you are in touch with a public relations professional, mm. that public relations professional will give you those tips. Mm. Now, you know, there are things you may not have thought about mm. in your in your outreach. But if your item, book, service is not ready, yes, it doesn't mean you can't start talking about it mm. because we all know it takes time before press appears. The only press that appears overnight is breaking news. At this time, I'm not working with any clients that have breaking news. I have in the past, but in the, at this point, I'm not. If you have breaking news, sure, we could dive in this minute because it's part of the hard news cycle. And if you're watching television, for example, or you're reading a newspaper, you're seeing that breaking news, hard news, is taking up most of the space. We're in a situation in the world right now where things are happening, they're happening fast, and the news crews are covering that. So for people who have businesses that are not related to breaking news, that's where I come in. Mm -hmm. And therefore, it might take time. There could be an interview that happens today, but it won't run for three months. I have a client who months ago, we secured the interview for a magazine. Uh, the magazine was supposed to come out about a few weeks ago when the editor reached out and said, I'm bumping it to the next issue. I said, oh, why? She says, I'm giving you the cover. Oh. Whoa, <laughs> that is it, 100%. Bump my client to the next issue. So we should be getting that issue in our hands in the next few days to be able to say, okay, we're on the cover of this magazine. But magazines are oftentimes monthly, which mm -hmm. means they're working on their holiday gift guide issues in July. They're working on Healthy Heart Month, which is February. They're working that in November. In November, December, the March-April issues are covering swimwear and summer season. So glossy magazines, you have to plan in advance. And others, they might do an interview and it might appear tomorrow or next week. But even in today's busy podcasting world, it can be a number of weeks or months 
before the the interview might appear. I had a a client that did an entrepreneurial interview on a podcast last week, and we were informed it will appear in a minimum of three months because there's a backlog. So it all depends. But I'm the one making sure the information is given to that journalist, whether it's a professional journalist or a homegrown journalist. Mm -hmm. I make sure all the T's are crossed, all the I's are dotted so that my client is portrayed in the best light possible with the best information to highlight their business, that they see a benefit from participating in that press interview. And uh, also from your personal expertise, I think you are a great example of moving your career from uh, a corporate job to to entrepreneurship, right? So can you please also tell us a little bit about it? It, It's so amazing because you you look back at your life and when I was in college, I was going to be a radio TV broadcaster. Mm -hmm. That was my dream. And I graduated, I took a a PR class and I was always the publicity chair of every committee in college. And after college. I went to New York City to CBS because CBS was the number one network. And in those days, every woman had to take a typing test. It seems mind-blowing now that that's what was happening. But I had to get a job as an administrative assistant in order to move up. I moved up six weeks later and then eventually moved to the CBS radio division where I was doing media relations Uh, And that's when I realized I had a chance to interview for that dream track. Mm -hmm. But the more I thought about it for me, I realized I wanted a career and I call it a white picket fence. I knew I wanted to get married, to have children, to live in the suburbs, to be involved in volunteerism, to have friends, to go on vacation. And for me, that worked perfectly because public relations can work for that kind of lifestyle I wanted. And I look at that and I achieved all of that. And I worked at a number of public relations firms where I was the vice president of media relations. And uh, it just came to a point that a door was closing. I was working for a public relations firm in Los Angeles. I'm based on the East Coast. So I was remote before most people were remote. I was going to go to meetings before people did Zoom and everything else. And a door was closing. And many of my clients kept saying, why are you not working for yourself? And I was nervous because I never thought of it. Do I want to work for myself? Um, What do I want to do with my life? And when I started Andrea Pass Public Relations, I had my first client within a few days. And I had a full roster within a month. And it hasn't slowed down since. And people remember me. People refer me. People come out of the woodwork from years and years ago and find me. And I am thrilled with what I do. And I'm thrilled that I can make my own schedule. And that's an important part of entrepreneurship, to look at all those jobs where I couldn't take time off. Mm -hmm. And if I did, I had one situation for years with a bully boss that every vacation, even though the vacation was approved, I was getting phone calls and emails nonstop. So I was working 
even though I was supposed to be given a vacation. I know everyone needs a vacation. I recommend everyone take time off. You need personal time. But if you don't get personal time, the stress level is going to build and build and build because you need time for you, for, for you personally, for your family. And, and taking a vacation is part of that. And, and so I look back and did I learn a lot in that experience? Oh, yeah. Did I have great clients and wonderful coworkers that I'm still in touch with today? Oh, yeah. But working for a bully boss is a horrible situation. When people leave companies, they don't leave because of the work. They often leave because of their boss. Mm-hmm. And the more people I talk to, I see that situation. And I've worked with, with some wonderful people, but working on my own, I don't have any interns. I don't have any newbies. People who hire Andrea Pass Public Relations are hiring Andrea Pass. Mm-hmm. And they know they're getting my years and years of experience, my know-how, my ability, my authenticity, and most importantly, my honesty. Clients will sometimes come in and say, I just want to be in the Wall Street Journal. Well, gosh darn it, so does everybody. Is Wall Street Journal worthy? I will set realistic expectations on how we will do this so that we can move forward. And there are some clients, they don't want to work with me. I'm not their cup of tea. I'm not telling them what they want to hear. Okay, I respect that. Go to the next person who will take your money, not get the job done, and then you'll come back to me. But I'll have too many clients at that point because I don't take more than six clients at any given time. And I won't be able to help you. I've had a situation um, twice in the last few months that companies have fired their PR person to bring me on because the PR person they had for nine months, a year, didn't do any work, constantly ghosted them. They didn't know what was happening. And I'm thinking, why were you paying them this whole time? And working with me, they're seeing input. They're seeing results. They're seeing communication on a consistent basis. Mm-hmm. I don't go ghost. Even when I'm on a vacation, I might realize that an interview has to get changed or scheduled. They'll hear from me, whether I'm in London or Alaska or Mexico or wherever I am. And they laugh, Andrea, I thought you were on vacation. I am. But this one thing came through and I didn't want to miss the opportunity. We're going to get it done. And I think that that having that kind of a person on your team is of a benefit. And me feeling like part of the team, part of the family is a benefit. Yeah, I think it's very important. And I think that uh, it's amazing that you took all your um, experience from working in the corporate world and you transitioned it in a more boutique way uh, to your to your own company. So I think uh, sometimes, you know, since we are focusing women in their 30s, they might be and very excited to start their own business, but they can also see that their corporate job is also giving them some kind of uh, experience that they can use as an investment for their own business when the time is right. A hundred percent, because you learn from every experience. And whereas it took me longer to hit that entrepreneurial phase, in today's world, I am connected with Many people in that 30s, you know, early 40s age range 
who have said, I have an area of expertise. I'm not going to work for the other guy. I'm going to work for myself. And I've referred those people to potential business, mm-hmm. whether it's someone in book publishing or someone in social media or someone in website design. So there are ways to do it. But the, the thing that I always say to someone, and it's a hard one, if you're starting a business, and especially if you're in your 30s, okay, after age 26, you're no longer on your parents' insurance. Mm-hmm. And insurance in this country, unfortunately, costs an arm and a leg. And so insurance is important, not only health insurance, but business insurance. So you need to make sure you have the funds available to pay for insurance before you dive into your own entrepreneurial venture. You also have to make sure that you are constantly being educated. Things are moving at a rapid pace in our world. I mean, there are some topics I might be be behind on, but for people in their 30s, they're learning it, they're understanding it, they're incorporating it. I think the other challenge with some of the people that I sat down with who are in that age range is not overpricing yourself. Don't underprice yourself, but don't overprice yourself either because you want the experience. Also, don't do work for free. I have so many people who reach out, oh, I don't have the money. Can you do this pro bono? No, I run a business. I have a certain income that I have to bring in. I have expenses. And so while you might take a little less on an account to begin working with that person, make sure you're getting paid. And that's a major tip I highly recommend to any of your listeners. Don't do the work without getting paid for the work. Yeah. And I also think that's also very important for the client because even though they are even they pay one dollar, it's one dollar out of their pocket, and they take it more seriously because without, uh, I think, also spending that money, they don't engage themselves that much because they think it it's a granted favor. So uh, I think it's very important. I I totally agree with you. And so if uh, we have listeners who would like to maybe get your services or talk to you about how they can start their PR journey, uh, how they can reach out to you? Uh, Well, you can always connect with me on LinkedIn, Andrea Pass. Uh, My website is andreapasspr.com. I'm on Facebook, Andrea Pass Public Relations. I'm on a few of the others, but not as not as often. I, I've turned my Instagram really into more personal than anything <laughs> else. But uh, reach out, schedule some time, mention that you heard me here so I know how we connected. But understand that it's important to get started, but you need to do work. When you work with a public relations professional like Andrea Pass Public Relations, The client has work to do. I don't claim to be an expert in your business. I'm not in your head. I'm not in your mind. Therefore, you will have to provide quotes. You will have to provide information. You, the client, will be participating in those interviews. Mm -hmm. And then I critique those interviews afterwards. And we make it a little better next time and a little better next time. And that's really important to note. Start your public relations journey today but be prepared that you will have work to do and you need to be reachable. Mm 
That's very important. And I, I think you are a very good resource about guiding your clients to the right way. And like you said, maybe it's like a muscle, right? Like uh, going to the interviews, being interviewed and providing the right content for the right uh, listeners or like for the light people, it's like a muscle. The more you work on it, the stronger it will be. Right. But also recognizing that who is your audience? Mm-hmm. I, I actually fired a client. Okay. It was the, it was hard, but the client was a, a spa in New York City mm-hmm. that no one had heard of. A single spa, no celebrity clients, no socialite clients, no special services that made them stand out from the next guy. And I was reaching a lot of um, moms in New York City. Moms in New York City go to spas. They didn't feel this was their audience. Mm -hmm. Well, the corporate executive isn't going to have time to go to your spa. But the, the woman who lunches and the woman who exercises or walks her dog or has her children in daycare that's going to be an audience. They felt it wasn't their audience. I said, who is their audience? They couldn't answer the question. And they canceled interviews. And I finally said, that's not good for my reputation. And uh, I haven't seen any press that they have done since. I guess they're not doing press. Uh, They put pretty pictures up on social with no engagement. So I'm not quite sure where they're coming from, but I also know that I want to work with people who want to get the job done and know who their audience is and know what the meat of their story is. How do you differentiate yourself? And a good public relations person is going to bring that out of a client. What's different about you? I know what's different about Andrea past public relations, but the client has to tell me what's different about them because it's that differentiator that helps when securing press coverage. And I, I, I'm also sure that you know a lot of different information about different business uh, field, right? So you have like uh, writers and spa owners, so you have a big scale of knowledge about all kinds of businesses. It, it's amazing when you look back on your career. So when you're starting your career in your 20s or your 30s, you have some stuff. But then later you look back like, I've represented clients in the as seen on TV category, mm. those infomercials, but wait, there's more. I have an expertise in inventors. Who would have thought I would have met so many consumer product inventors and health and wellness and authors. And it's very interesting the direction your career takes you and the people you meet along the way and the relationships you make that you may not talk for years. And then suddenly there's a situation. I had someone call me the other day. We hadn't spoken for seven years. And she called. I looked down at my cell phone. I was shocked. I said, hi. I don't know if you remember me. I said, of course. Mm-hmm. We were at this convention together. She says, you do remember me. I said, yes, remember we were at that party. And, we... and she needed some advice on something. And I was kind enough to give her my advice. I don't know whether she agreed with it or not. But I said, this is what today's world is. The, the company had made a donation. You don't get pressed for making a donation. Mm-hmm. You know, be good people. Make a donation, support charities, support nonprofit. We should all be doing that. If we have an ability 
make a donation, but you don't need to publicize that you made a donation. Um, so we had a long talk about it. Um, I don't know whether it resonated. She was taking it to the president of the company. Uh, but you never know who's going to come out of the woodwork. So, so always be kind. And always, when a relationship ends, it may not have ended. But be a good person. Yeah. And uh, as you know, I also have three questions for you. Uh, and let's start with my first question, which is, uh, what were the breaking points in your 30s, if you have any? And how did they uh, make you who you are today or change your life in some way? Well, well, certainly uh, when I hit 30, I had my first child. Mm -hmm. And uh, at that point realized because I had been working long, long hours. And I knew I couldn't go back to that job. Mm. And I ended up finding a PR job for a small agency that I was able to work three days a week. Mm. And I was able to get a nanny in the house. So I was able to be home with my child a lot. So recognize that. You can never take back, if you decide to have children, you can never take back the time that you will not be with them. If you are choosing that you want to work 24-7, that's purely your choice. But in my 30s, I made that transition to part-time. Ended up, uh, after my daughter, my second child was born, someone got a hold of my resume. Called me up, I'll never forget this. My kids were in the bathtub, it was the evening. And I had the portable phone, you know, in, in there were no cell phones yet. In, in the bathroom with me and I answer the phone and this person says, hi, I'm so-and-so. I got your resume. I want to talk to you. I said, um, I don't know who you are. It's 7.30 at night. My kids are in the bathtub. I don't have a pen and paper here in the bathroom with me. Yeah. I said, but I would welcome the chance to speak to you. He had heard things about me. He researched me. It was phenomenal. He was willing to work within my hours and I would bring my children to school to nursery school and go to work and they were at nursery school and then when they were in elementary school same thing I drove them in the morning and I picked them up at three o'clock and I was able to do that so for people in their 30s don't forget the personal stuff that's you can never get it back I had a colleague with the bully boss who his daughter was starting kindergarten and the boss said no you can't come in late he ended up stuck in traffic that day but he missed his daughter's first day of school. You know, you can't get those things back. And so so for someone in their 30s, always learn, always network, always be receptive to new things. But don't forget your personal life matters. If your family needs you, be with your family. If you need time, take some time. But don't take away who you are for someone else. And in your business, make sure you're communicating effectively with your clients. If you're in your 30s, you're starting your own business, but you're taking a day off. My clients know, I'm going to San Diego later this week to visit my son. They know that I'll be on a plane for a number of hours, but my phone will be on. I will be able to be available if they need me. But I'm going to spend time visiting my son in San Diego. And it's okay. My clients all wish me a great trip. Of course. So always be, remember that. Yeah. 
But I think also there is a problem sometimes in for women in their third, like in general for all kind of all all ages, but women in their thirties, maybe they want to spend that time with the family or arrange the the time that they work with according to their family, but they're also uh, afraid of the labels. You know, sometimes they they are labeled as like soft people who are not very committed to their work, who are like uh, very attached to their children. And we are also somehow doing this labeling to our friends, maybe when we are talking with them or people who choose not to have kids uh, and, you know, focus on their careers. They are judged by the moms and moms judge, like everybody is judging each other and labeling each other. So I think it's it's also very important to take ourselves away from that judgment and focus on our priorities, right? You know, it's interesting. I, I just attended, I am a member of the National Association of Women Business Owners, NABO, and they recently had their Women's Business Conference. Mm-hmm. And they award... Uh, a, a volunteer award or a woman who does unique things. And the winner was a, a female attorney from Washington, D.C., oh. who created a law firm of all working moms. Every mm-hmm. attorney and every other person who works for the firm, and it's, I think there are 30 40, or 40 attorneys, so we're talking, powerful, powerful women in Washington, D.C., but the priority is your family. And she created a successful business that women didn't have to feel they had to pick and choose. So there's a way to create that kind of business that you are out there. You are intelligent. You are smart. If you are a woman in, in, their third, in your 30s, there's a lot you can do. A lot you can do. But yes, people, we live in a world of judgy people. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's very funny. Um, you know, my daughter is in uh, uh, talent acquisition. And, you know, I'll say something about something in, in, you know, with her job or this happened. And she'll say, you're being so judgy. <laughs> and, and it's interesting because she just started at a new company and her boss uh, just had a baby. But they put her on bed rest a few weeks ago. And I said, how is everything going with your boss? She says, they gave her the time off. They want her to not be stressed out and in having her baby. And I said, when are you going to the home headquarters? Because my daughter works remotely. She said, probably not for a few months until she's ready to go back to work. Uh, And they work remote. So this woman can be with her child. And, and, you know, companies are more flexible and they want you to grow. And they know that women are going to have babies and that, you know, men are going to want to be home with a baby and that people adopt babies and people have family situations. So I think that, yes, be aware of it, but uh, don't stop your life because at the end, here's an interesting one. Do you know who Mitch Albom is? He's an author that wrote the book Tuesdays with Maury, The Seven People You Meet in Heaven. He's an ESPN analyst, uh, writes for the Detroit Free Press. I went to a lecture at a local university uh, back when I worked for the bully boss. And uh, I was leaving the next day for a friend's daughter's wedding. And the bully boss suddenly had all this made up work. He decided I had to do that Friday night. And I wasn't going to go to the lecture. And my husband said, we bought the tickets. We're going to the lecture. 
I'm so glad I did because he changed my life. He said, and I'm paraphrasing, at the end of your life, nobody's going to remember that you won an award or you saved the company tens of thousands of dollars or you had an amazing sale. At the end of your life, people are going to say, I was a good person. Mm. I liked that person. I'm going to miss that person. And I don't mean it to be morbid. But is anyone going to remember the awards that I've received? Is anyone going to remember the, the coverage that I got on the Today Show or the New York Times or the cover of a magazine? No. They're not going to remember all of that. I want them to remember, I really liked Andrea. She was a good person. She was an honest person. She was an authentic person. She got the job done. But first and foremost, Andrea was a good person. And, and again, I don't mean it to be a sad topic, but I think that in your 30s, you may not realize how important you are. I mean, I, I had a client that just wrote me a lovely email because I had filled her in on something in my personal life. That was so lovely that she took the time to do that. And I'm going to remember that part of this client forever. And I think that that if you're in your 30s, mm -hmm. remember, create that lasting impression. Be true to who you are. And remember that, all right, and if you don't climb the corporate ladder at that company and, you know, you become the CEO or the EVP, maybe it wasn't meant to be. It's okay. You, that makes a lot of sense. And uh, for our second question is uh, about something that you swore by maybe in your 30s that you don't believe in anymore. Is there anything like that in your life? You know, I, I look back to my 30s and I was prioritizing growing my career while raising my family. Mm -hmm. um, but I also made time for volunteerism. Mm -hmm. And I'm a big believer in giving back. Mm -hmm. So whatever your thing is, whether it's your house of worship, whether it's your local um, food closet, you know, food drive or the ambulance court, whatever your thing might be, um, give back. Uh, and I'm glad that I did that starting in my 30s and that I haven't stopped. Mm -hmm. And um, and I'll make time for that volunteerism. I mean, I'm running an event tonight. That's part of a volunteer thing that I'm doing. Um, and, and I think giving back to the community is an important part of business. And I started that. I probably started that in my teenage years, but certainly in my 30s, I became more involved in in volunteerism and, and giving back to the community. So, you know, do your job, learn, grow, but don't forget your family and your community. Uh, and I think that's also a very good uh, example for your kids, right? It's hundred uh, percent. They you are raising, you are giving them uh, a very good example of how to give back to the community, so they will be uh, good people too. They will be good people too. And also for our last question, uh, I would like you to imagine your thirty-year-old self sitting right next to uh, uh, across you, and. If she's there right now, what would you tell her to do maybe or not to do or to be careful with? You know, I think, you know, it's very funny because if you look back on your life, if something changes, if you took a different path, you wouldn't end up where you are today. 
Sure. So I wouldn't want to change anything other than possibly having left the bully boss sooner. Mm. But um, don't don't um, don't diminish your worth. And if you have that kind of a bully boss in a negative situation, you there will be another job. There will be another way for you to have an income, have a career um, uh, by moving on. And I had another colleague. She and I joked. We were the two vice presidents. We used to joke that we would be really skinny if you lost weight crying because she and I were crying all day long. And unfortunately, our staff would see us because our offices had glass in front of the office. So we would try to turn away from the glass when we were crying, but they would see a reflection in the window. So, um, you know, so, but speak up for yourself, speak up for yourself. And if you need to make a change, make a change and don't be bullied into staying where you're not happy. Perfect. 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 Okay. Thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, the way you talk and uh, tell things are so um, smooth and I love talking to you. I think you have a very good vibe and energy uh, and I hope that the message you are giving us today can resonate with our listeners and they can start maybe questioning uh, their action or the, the way their wor work is going and maybe do some adjustment according to that. Thank you so much for having me. It, it's so um, eye-opening to think back on, on your career and where you've been and how you change it, but, but always believe in yourself and that's the most important thing and love life. And, and so thank you so much for really getting me to think about all of these aspects of how how did I get to Andrea past public relations? It, it's a it's a great thing to look back on, and I'm happy I'm here now. Perfect. Thank you so much. You can also learn more about Mastering Your Thirties Club and Group Programs and all the information about my guests at www.masteringyourthirties.com. Can you or somebody you know be a great guest for this podcast? Please fill out our guest form at www.healthandco.com. Listen to the new episodes of Mastering Your Thirties wherever you listen to your podcast. Thank you for listening. Until next time, be good to yourself. <laughs>